Hey everyone, welcome to my show, my so-called fabulous. I'm Tiffany. Welcome, welcome everyone. And we are here today. I can't even tell you all how much I how much excitement I have in my body right now because I am bringing to you a beauty guru, a beautiful woman, a fabulous woman that I've recently met, Trish McAvoy. Everyone, welcome Trish. All the way from you are where? Where is your office? I am in Manhattan. Manhattan. I'm at 5 East 57th across from Tiffany's. Of course it is. <laughs> and that is symbolic. because I am on your show. That's exactly right, Trish. And I cannot tell you how excited I am for you to be here today and talk to you about so many things. You and I have done a couple of projects together in 2021, but I have to start out with how we met and then we are going to just dive into your fabulous career in business. But January 8th of 2021, I was in our home in Cabo and I did a story. I might've had a margarita or so. And I did a story and I was doing my makeup and um, my social media manager said at the time, wait, 85% of your makeup is Trish McAvoy. Why haven't you talked about this? And I'm like, because I'm so new at this. I'm I'm not thinking in the social media realm. Anyway, we did a story. Lo and behold, this woman follows me. That (laughs) evening, I'm literally at dinner and I went, Y'all, Trish McAvoy, you followed me. Oh my gosh. My... And then your team, we you reached out and explained to us how you how you find your people and your business. So tell us everything about you. When you say how I find my people, are you speaking about the people in my life? Yes, the people in your life and the people that help represent your brand. Like you have selected me to help. I mean, to just talk about you. That's That's why I asked the question, because the way I look at life, I do not separate business from personal. Number one, I I, I never have and I never will, because I believe I only have one life. Wow. And I believe in women's intuition and many men have it also. But I feel that there's definitely something about women's intuition I, um, if I feel something, I go for it. And listen, I'm not always white, Mm -mm. but I go for it. I met my general manager that way. She um, started off as a patient of my husband's. Um, My husband was a dermatologist. We had a Medispot. She came in to see him and um, I fell in love with her. And she's been with me over 35 years. Wow. Mm -mm. it's just the way my life has always been. I, I meet people everywhere. And if there's a good feeling, I want to hold on to them. And that's the way I felt with you. You are such a positive person. And I feel that if each of us reaches out for people that are positive, it brightens our life. Right. You know, right. I have to agree. One thousand percent. And, you know, the positivity of people. Someone has asked me recently, are you always this upbeat and positive? I have to say, no, I'm not. I do. I'm, I when I get home, I kind of let it down. Um, but I try to be a positive force in people's life. I really, really do, because, you know, it's well, we we that's something to look forward to. It's something to shine and to be there. See, I'm a big believer 
in every day is a present. I'm such a big believer in that. And I'm a big believer in appreciating. And um, the way I look at it is every day, um, a day that I'm, you know, cheerful. And of course not. But I have to say every day I try to be very practical and I, I like to look at situations as they truly are and then navigate a way to happiness. And that has really worked for me. And I'm not going to say that it's easy, but I am one of the happiest people I know. And that is because I have learned through living the importance of boundaries, the importance of only having people around you that are close to you that bring joy and that bring honesty. Honesty is so, so important. And the person, you know, that is most important to me are the people that are closest to me. The man I live with, my general manager, my dear friends that share my work and personal community. And I treasure, I treasure the moments. And I think that's very important. And um, I like sharing as you do. I think it's so important to be able to share. I think we all are looking for tips. Yes, absolutely. To make life more promising. Right. Tips to make life happier. Mm -hmm. Tips to um, bring joy. I'm a big believer in joy and calm. Calm is so important. I run from chaos. Mm -hmm. I run from negativity and I will shut it down. And yes, sometimes that's very hard to do. But I'm a big believer in you have one life, go for it. Absolutely. And then great things happen to you. It does. It does. And, you know, when you say that, Trish, your company, I mean, you have a beautiful lifestyle beauty company. Um, Your products are amazing. Your products are beautiful. And, you know, it's when I put on your makeup this morning, I was putting on my Radiant Brilliant (laughs) and my Beauty Booster, and it just makes me feel good. So you talk about positivity and you talk about your, let's talk about your company, how you, you can tell you shine. You are so, I mean, you have, you've, you have thrived through the COVID, the pandemic. And how do you stay positive in a time where the country is not necessarily positive? So tell us your, your, your company and blend in the times that you've been, how long have you been in business? I've been in business since I was 25. Right. And um, I had the very great fortune of knowing and being mentored by really great people. I mean, Elsa Clinch, um, CNN style. I mean, she was the first that was a true fashion maverick. She taught me how to be on television. I worked for the Estee Lauder brand. And uh, when I was very young, um, I started behind a counter. And then I was very, very fortunate to learn the tricks of radio and television because I did local visits to stores. And um, every step of the way, I learned. And very, very important for me 
was always to be happy and to get the most out of life. So every step of the way, I learned and I got better. And I made a lot of mistakes, but um, I started my company when I was 25. There was um, huge conglomerates at that time. There were very few, if any, indie brands. I mean, there was Kiehl's, Mac. Oh, not even. When I started, Kiehl's was around. Mac wasn't around. And um, I saw the opening, and the opening was that there were no professional makeup tools on the market other than a company from Japan. And what I did is I created five brushes that totally took the mystery out of makeup application. And um, from there, my career truly took a turn. And I took risks along the way. I did things that many people would never do. I had um, been in sales behind a counter. I had been in management. I managed the New York region for um, Ultima 2. I had been in product development. I had been in corporate America. And I had a tragedy in my life. And I decided that I wanted to just take a break for a very short period of time And during that short period of time, I met my husband. And my husband was a dermatologist. And um, it it was this perfect, perfect aha moment. We had so much in common. He was such an amazing man. And he knew that I definitely didn't want to go back to corporate America. And he knew I did want to work. I've always loved working. You know, there are people that don't like work and there are people that are hungry for more and more work. I was one of the hungry people. And I said to him one day, I'm going to get a job today. He goes, how are you going to do that? And I'm like, I don't know. I'm a big believer, Tiffany, in fate. Fate is something you cannot control. And it pulls you. It pulls you. I'm walking down Madison Avenue and... I walk into a drugstore, literally a drugstore that has drugs, you know, pharmacy in the back, a hamburger stand in the front <laughs> with milkshakes, yes. and a very small cosmetic department. I go to the cosmetic department and I'm playing. I love makeup. I've always loved makeup. And the lady that owned the store, the store is called Boyd's said, what do you do? And I told her about my background. She said, why don't you work here? I'm like, well, okay. And I'm going to tell you why I said, okay. As I looked around this drugstore, <laughs> I saw all of the top models as they were getting ready for the shoots. Oh. I saw so many of the visitors to New York because there were hotels in the area. And the socialites. It was such a fascinating place. And I saw that. It was not a drugstore. It was not what it first seemed. And I'm like, sure, but I only want to work part-time. So I worked there for three months and I had told them when they hired me, I cannot sell makeup. 
I have to teach the application of makeup. And um, within a second, I was taking care of Jack Yo. I, I, I met so many phenomenal people there oh, that I started goodness. also doing photo shoots in the evening. So it was magical beyond words. And I knew that I was in a very special place. So I went to the owner of this pharmacy and I said, I can do something for you. I need a raise and I want to take this to a whole new level and I'll walk you through how. And they stopped me and they said no to the raise and no to my presenting something to them. Wow. Well, I walked out and with that, I contacted all the people that I had taken care of and I started my business. Wow. Isn't that amazing? I know. That's fate. I know. <gasps> and this, you know what, Trish, the, the word no twice, no raise and no, you cannot start this, this project. And that was motivation for you, right? I feel that some people are blessed. And I do feel I'm one of them because I have always been fearless. To me, happiness and feeling good about myself was first and foremost. And um, I'd rather live in a tiny, tiny, tiny apartment than live in a huge mansion miserable. Right. I'd rather live in a tiny apartment happy. And that's always been my goal, to be happy. Right. Because I've always realized that you are, to a degree, the master of your own destiny. 1,000%. You know, you said something you and I have in common, and um, people ask me at, at my age why I started doing what I did at 54. Now I'm 56. And um, I had done, I have done the cor corporate world my entire career. What um, did you do? Well, I'm, I'm a chef. So I did, I worked and did cooking shows, traveling all over the United States, doing cooking wait, shows. Wait, wait. I have to go back to, to being who I am. I have to ask you questions. Go ahead. <laughs> I, I can't control myself. It's just <laughs> can't help yourself. Go ahead. Uh-huh. So I knew you were a chef, uh -huh. but if you could tell me your journey. Oh gosh. How did you become a chef? I, I, tell us everything you did and how you did it. So I graduated TCU right here in Fort Worth with a, a food science and nutrition degree and then went to culinary school on the East Coast out in, uh, at Johnson & Wales. What made you go to culinary school? I was sitting in, I was 21 years old teaching high school seniors home economics and I was like, Calgon, take me away. I had a recruiter from this university come in to recruit my seniors and I'm um, they all left when the bell rang and I said, can I go? And she said, absolutely, you can go. Actually, you can, your nutrition degree will help you get through some of these classes. So I took two summers and I got my, my culinary degree. But then, Trish, I went to work for Time, Inc. at the time. And uh, that time, and they owned Southern Living. How did you get the job? Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> I've got to get down to the nitty gritty of Chip Bunny. How did you get to time Inc. So there was an ad in the Dallas Morning News for, um, oh gosh, a food specialist and uh, food coordinator. So were you someone that looked at classified ads, yes. darling? Yes. 
<laughs> you know that thing, it's a paper, it's a big paper, and I'd open it up because I was so miserable teaching high school. And there's, thank you for all the teachers out there, but I was ready to get out and I found this little tiny ad and it was Southern Living Magazine. It, and um, and I went to Birmingham, Alabama and interviewed for the job and got the job and started driving a van all over the United States teaching cooking shows. I mean, massive shows all over. Well, it was in the South. It was in the, the, the 16 Southern states. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah. So you, you went from reading an, a classified ad mm-hmm. to doing major cooking shows? Yes, major, major cooking shows. I mean, I, my first one was in, in Maryland in a, in a stadium, and there was 4,000 people watching, and it was Southern wait, Living. Wait, 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 <laughs> Tiffany, you went from reading a classified ad to yes, I did. 4,000 people. Yes, yes. Is that crazy? And it was, it was, no. um, they were coming for Southern Living, and I actually, I was the foods and entertaining specialist. That was my title. And we would have sponsors, um, gosh, Hormel and, and Kraft, and we would make dishes, and it it was a it was a show. It was kind of like a you know it it was a cooking show and it was live. And how old were you at this point? Oh gosh, twenty five probably. So I did that wow. for a long time until print publication. Um, you know, it hit hard. And I love Southern Living. I love it. It's such a great publication. And and back in the day when it, it when print was so it was on the top of its game. But Cooking Light, all of those. I was dent, just down the street at the Time Inc. building. Uh, I was down. There, I was in New York several times uh, doing shows and things like that. So that was my career. That's how I got started. And you know, I I did this for many many people, and then wrote cookbooks and. Did I'm just like okay, it's time for me wait, to do. Wait, wait, wait! You went from <laughs> speaking for seven thousand people. Tell us, how did you do your first cookbook? I had um, actually out of Boston, my agent at the time. She said, "You've got to write a book to get, you know, to be a spokesperson for different companies and hopefully get on Food Network." And she said, "We've got to publish. You've got to publish." And I'm like, "Okay, I'll do it. I mean, I will do anything. I'm like you. I, I want to work." And um, so I wrote a cookbook, and they gave me 60 days to write 200 panini recipes, and I did it. <gasps> just about killed me, Trish. I mean, it just, wow. <laughs> I know. And wow. I, I know. And um. You know, and, and it was, it was, it did. And then we launched another and then another. And then I said, you know what, I've, I've done that. And I, I don't care to do that again. You know, you do things in your life and you, it's a stepping stone to the next level. And, um, a couple of years ago, Kennedy, you've met my daughter, Kennedy. She said, mom, you've oh, got to get on. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> your daughter. She's so sweet. Is so, well, I, I think. She's definitely sweet and beautiful, but she is exceptional. Well, you are, you're precious. She has such a natural talent. She's so organized. She's so learned how to be the woman she is today by watching you. Oh my goodness. You know, I think so many people forget that their children watch them as they grow up. And when they look at their children as adults, they really are a reflection of their parents and of course, other people that have been in their lives. Oh, absolutely. I mean, your daughter, Tiffany, reminds me of the dream that, every young girl has today, 
but she's doing it and she's living it. And she's a happy girl. She learned it from you. Oh my goodness. I appreciate that. She is, uh, she's my only child and she is my, she's my heart and soul. How and that old is- were you? How old were you when you had her? 34, I think I was later, a little later. And, uh, so I had her and I, I said one and done. So <laughs> she's, she's a beauty. She's a, she's a beauty inside and out. And I, you know, she watched me for years, pack my suitcase. I remember she'd cry and I'd get on the, you know, get on an airplane and go to another city. And, um, she watched me for years work. And I think, well, I know that's the work ethic. And she watched me and, and, you know, she works with me now and she, she's the first to parent me as well. Like mom, you cannot react that way or you can. And I love that Trish. I, I do welcome that. Of course, of you know? course. We learn from each other, you know? I know, I know. And that, you know, it's ha- so lovely. having someone in, in, in business and I'm, I'm curious with your business too, having the generation Z and the, and the generation, you know, the millennials, how much I learn and then vice versa, right? From our generation. I learn from, I learn from everyone. Everyone. I learn from people that are older than me. I learn from people that are literally 18 years old. I am a learner. I am a curious person. I think half of my success, if not more, came from curiosity. Absolutely. Half of my success, easily. Asking questions, right? Mm-hmm. Right? I know, mm-hmm. I know. So tell us about your business. And again, you you fell in love with beauty at your grandmother's perfumery in Berlin. I, I was very, very fortunate in that um, my formative years were spent in um, a fantasy world of fragrance and food. Wow. Um, and my grandmother owned perfumeries and restaurants. Um, I fell in love with the beauty and I so enjoyed eating, but I really didn't fall in love with cooking because I don't know why, but I just didn't. I was fascinated from the time I was truly a baby with makeup. And in my first book, The Power of Makeup, there's a picture of me fully made up. I think I was three years old. It is so um, interesting that, you know, from a very, very young age, like Tiffany, your daughter, you know, saw you at a very, very young age and you have influenced her. I was so influenced by my grandmother and the people that would come into the perfumeries, they walked in one way, they walked out another. It was a gathering place for women and it stayed with me my entire life. Um, I knew when I was a teenager that I had a gift and it was the gift of making people feel good and look good. And I, I ran with it. And that's why I started working for cosmetic companies. And as I told you about my leaving corporate America and going into Uh, my own business with the makeup brushes. I then met my husband and we started one of the first Medi spas in the United States. There were three, Feinberg's in New Jersey, Murat in California, and we were, you know, the East Coast and in New York. And it was unheard of. And we were 
very, very excited about the concept of a doctor with a beauty specialist combining forces. And what it did, it enabled people to come into the dermatology practice and then walk out feeling and looking phenomenal because they had their makeup done and it, it, it was fabulous. And it was such a new concept. I mean, I have had the great fortune of taking care for many years of people like Madonna, Whitney Houston, and I could go on and mm. on and on. I probably touched every top model um, of the 80s um, and early 90s. I, I was very lucky. I was very, very, very lucky. But on the other hand, we also make our luck. We look for, mm -hmm. you know, what isn't available to people that they don't even know they need. Often people will say, well, if you want a successful company, give people what they need. Steve Jobs said, if you want a successful company, think of what people don't know they need. And that just exploded our business. And then, as you, I was doing this for many, many years, and I loved every minute of walking into the office. Who would come in? Um, what would I do? I mean, I went to Madonna's first shower, you know, her bridal shower when she was marrying Sean Penn. I mean, can't get more exciting. What? I met Meryl Paul, one of the most amazing um, jewelry designers and, you know, just visionaries. And then I'm like, mm, I'm ready for the next step of my life. And in my mid-40s, I had the great fortune of knowing Don Mello. And Don Mello was the head of Bergdorf Goodman. She was the person that discovered Michael Coors, among others. Wow. And very, very important is that she, you know, said to me, I have the perfect location for you. And I said, what is that? Hold on one second, darling. Um, Marty, could you go into the other room, darling? Thank you. I am sorry. And I said, what is that? And she said, I want you to come into Bergdorf's. I'm like, wow. wow. I was on the cover of Women's Wear. Oh. My husband and I spent a very nice amount of money to get everything ready to go into Bergdorf Goodman, this fantasy place. And then it came time for me to see my space and location. I didn't like it. Really? <laughs> I walked away. Mm. I didn't open Bergdorf Goodman. What? Wow. Yeah. That was a power uh, move, because girl. <laughs> I knew that I only had one first time. Wow. You know, you, your first are, are really very important. And I knew that the first time had to be explosive. And it wouldn't have been explosive had I been in a small area that didn't give me major presence. Mm -mm. Wow. So I went back to living my life that consisted of having fabulous days at um, the Dr. Wallen Sherman Trish McAvoy Skincare Center and seeing fabulous people. One day, um, 
New York Magazine came in, and I didn't know that, you know, it's New York Magazine, and they had a makeup lesson with me. The next thing I know, there was a very small piece in New York Magazine about my makeup lesson, and that exploded things even mm-hmm. more, that I couldn't handle my overflow. I was booked a year in advance. Wow. Mm-hmm. So I contacted Ed Burstell at Bendel's, and... Um, I said, this is Trish McAvoy. Do you know who I am? And he said, yes. And in his book that he wrote about his career, he mentions about when we first opened Bendel's, he thought there was a zero too many. And it was not that they made a mistake. It was the true number. And the first year at Bendel's, we did a million dollars. And with that, then Saks came after us, Neiman Marcus, Nordstrom, and the rest you know, is history. Then I wrote my books, and yeah. I mean, and life continues. Right, it just continues, and you just keep keep moving forward and growing. How did um, how did during the pandemic, and of course we're still in a pandemic, but how did that affect your industry? It affected every industry that is service-oriented the same way. Mm. Restaurants, Mm -hmm. retail, unless you were in the business of grocery stores, every business within a second almost stopped. Right. And businesses that did not have e-commerce, many died. We were... Very, very fortunate in that we had built a very healthy e-commerce business prior to the pandemic. And my team and I put all, all of our eggs into that one basket. And, you know, we've always been very flexible and very resilient. And um, the hardest part during the pandemic was having to let people go. Right. Because if stores were closed, you weren't doing business. And we kept many, many people on as long as we could. But then, you know, we definitely came down to a very small group of people. And um, it was very, very, very painful. Thank goodness um, we have now rehired many people that we had to let go. And we are blessed Mm. there. But... um, The pandemic taught us that you always have to be aware of opportunity and you've got to go for it aggressively. We were also very fortunate that we had a lot of inventory because literally within a second, the supply chain almost stopped. Right. And people that didn't have inventory didn't have product to sell. So um, we were very lucky. Well, and I'm sure you had the attitude. Uh, we started our podcast uh, January of 2020, and then, of course, in, by March, we, you know, we were shutting down. and And I told Paul, my producer, I said, you know, we are not going to stop. Every single Tuesday, we are going to have a podcast. We're going to do it. That this is it. End of story. I mean, we are going That's to figure it. this. That's out. It. We're going to figure this out. Now, I was on here by myself because we couldn't get guests in studios, and you know, at the time, you know, Zoom was. Who heard of Zoom in January twenty twenty? Well, we were we were very lucky 
in that we, prior to COVID, had already done group meetings. Wow. That's I've cool. always loved technology. And we learned Zoom very quickly, as did you. Mm-hmm. You know, it, you, what you just said, it, it's such an important lesson to everyone. Tell us how you took a negative and made it into something that worked for you. Let's say that again. Say it again. How did you take a negative like COVID? Oh, gosh. You know what? Make that negative into something that worked for you that you didn't give up. Well, I... So many people give up. I wanted so... I want to be successful and happy with this new career. And I, I did have, Trish, I did have people say, what are you doing? Why are you doing this? Greg just retired. Why in the world would you start this, this with, you have limited knowledge of technology and social media. And I said, you know what, I'm going to do it. I'm doing it. If someone says I can't, I'm going to try harder. So, um, I just, Paul and I both were just, we are going to do this. And I thought, you know what? People are at home and they want to listen to positivity. And that's the way we tell you. We talked about everything. You know, we did start this podcast thinking, okay, we're going to talk about COVID just for this, this next two weeks. (laughs) And we had no idea. Of course, it was the unknown for all of us. And I just said, we're going to do it. I know there's a, there was a month we were shut down in Texas and it was very difficult, but we did it through technology. And again, I sat here on my, I thought, who wants to listen to me by myself? I still say that to my staff. And, um, it's just the years of knowledge and talking about the the success and the mistakes and the. You are interesting. You give people the ability to see that everything is possible. You make everything very simple. I, that's what I love about you. Nothing with you is complicated. And if I were to give advice to people, keep it simple. Mm-hmm. I, I look at you with the cooking. It's simple. I look at you with fashion. It's simple. I look at you with makeup. It's simple. And yet everything comes out so beautifully. Wow. Thank you. You're, you know what? Greg would disagree with you. I'm not- he thinks I'm pretty complicated, Trish. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not that well, complicated. Well, <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure that, you know, living with people like us is 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 not the most easygoing thing at times. No, no, no. Because we are wired oh, yes. to perform right. and to do. And I think that he wouldn't have you any other way. I think he gets a kick out of you. I think he does. It's so funny, Trish, because this morning I said, okay, I mean, you know, there's something going on. And he's like, baby, you got this. You got big, he's Fort Worth, Texan. And he goes, baby, you got this. And, um, you know, it's positive people in my life that I need to. I mean, he's just, he's like, I don't want to know. I don't want to work another day in my life. I've done that. But you, baby, you got this. So that's, and I know you yourself, your, your husband, you know, starting your business. I mean, goodness gracious. I mean, you know, when you said you were finding a job, I'm sure he was, he was so positive for you, right? He always said, whatever makes you happy, makes me happy. That's so great. And what, what's so wonderful is that um, we really built our careers together. And he was always so, he was the wind beneath my 
wings. He really was always the wind beneath my wings. And my husband passed away three years ago. And what he left me with was so much courage, so much um, self-esteem, so much positiveness that um, I just feel play it forward, play it forward. Right, right. Isn't that amazing? That is amazing. You and I and Kennedy did an IGTV um, with you, were you and I and back July 15th or something like that. I think it was released. And um, we did Kennedy being 22 and myself in my 50s. How do you approach women of different ages with makeup? Oh, it's easy. First of all, I don't look at age. I never have. Okay. Um, I, I think that's number one. Makeup is like painting. If you prime and give a nice surface and then you highlight what you want to highlight and bring out what you want to bring out, look, at 18, if you apply eyeliner, you're going to make the eyes look bigger, more enhanced. If you put eyeliner on someone 50, 60, what that will do is it will bring the eyes out because nature is taking away. So the concept of lining remains the same, but you may go with a lighter hand when you're more mature and you can go with a heavier hand when you're younger. And, and I think, you know, just understanding the principles of light and dark. Light brings out, dark brings in. When you define something, you bring it out. And when you highlight something, you bring it out. So that's very, very important to understand that, forget the age. Certain things, yes. When you are very young, you can wear a much heavier foundation. Most young want to wear very light. But if you want to go heavier and matter, of course you can. As you mature, if you go heavier on the foundation, it looks not like skin and it will age you. But the key is the same. Blend, blend, blend. Remember that whenever you line anything, your lips, you're going to make them fuller. When you wear a light shade, it's going to make them fuller. And my principle is always this. If you put something on an 18-year-old girl and it makes her look more mature, if you put it on a 55-year-old woman or a 40-year-old woman, it will make that person also look more mature. Oh, dear. Don't forget that. Now, very important, at 18 and at 30, you have some of the same issues under eye darkness, even at 18. The key is to understand where beauty concerns are. What everyone should focus on, no matter what their age is, make your skin look the best that it can look. Make your skin look radiant. Now, it's so popular today to speak about the glow and the radiance. You've got to remember, 
if you're 25 and you put a lot of glow on the skin, it's going to look very glowy and wonderful because a young person has that natural glow. But what we have to remember with that young person and the glow, they also have glow in the T zone. So we've got to map that down. As you get older, you want to add more glow, but not as prominent. Everything should be a little bit more toned down, but not turned off. That's right. so important. Don't turn it off. Just tone it down. So many people will say, oh, I'm more mature. I, I can't do that. Yes, you can. Just tone it down a touch. Right. And when you're younger, honey, amp it as much as you want to amp it. Wow. In 2009, I was at Neiman Marcus in Austin, Texas, and I was walking mm-hmm. through and right across from the shoes, which I love some shoes, there's the Trish McAvoy, the, the, the counter. And Kennedy and I, she was much younger, obviously. And um, she, was a, she was a baby. <laughs> she's little. And um, they put the triangle underneath my eyes with your instant eye lift mm-hmm. and my life changed. And those of you that asked me, have you really used Trish McAvoy makeup? Yes. Since 2009, I was introduced from a lovely young woman in Austin. And the eye lift, I mean, that triangle underneath my eye that you've taught me, and you can watch that IGTV on our feed on how to apply, but that is amazing, right? I mean, it just makes a huge we've difference. Always been very, we've always been very much a lifestyle line. I've done makeup for the Academy Awards, Golden Globes, and I mean, so many people's makeups, but that has never been my focus. That's something I've done that I've enjoyed. My focus has always been to be the messenger to everyone that will listen, that it's so easy to look your best. I'm a big believer in beauty from the outside in. Um, Are you familiar with Jacqueline Bissett? Yes. Now, many people that are listening to this may not be, but she was a very big star for a very long time. I saw an article on her recently at Proven in People magazine. And she speaks about how she feels for the day depends a lot on the reflection in the mirror. Wow. And I think that many people feel that way. And if that's the case, it's important to know what lifts you up. And often it doesn't take much, you know, put a little bit of instant eye lift on, you know, pull your hair back. Knowing the secrets that uplift your day just by your appearance. Your appearance can definitely make you feel much better. If you think of people that are ill in the hospital, many times they'll take lipstick and put it on to feel better. Right. They brush their hair to feel better. That's beauty from the outside in. That's right. You know, you. this is interesting. Last night, dinner, I was telling Greg, and Mondays, I typically do not put on makeup because I'm in the office, I'm pounding away. And yesterday, which was Monday, I um, put on makeup. I just thought, you know what? I'm just, I'm just going to do this and see if I feel better. Trish, I was so much more productive. 
I mean, and I just, and it was, it wasn't, it was, a, it was just a, I mean, it was the, the, the beauty, you know, you tell me to layer with the beauty booster and I just did a thin layer and I just put a little mascara on and I, it was more productive. Is that, that's a thing, right? I mean, I told Greg, I I'm going to wear makeup on Monday. You know, it, it's a thing it, it, for me, my hair, my skin and what I'm wearing, like I'm a big believer in clothing being very much important too. And you don't have to have a lot of clothing, but if you have pieces that make you feel good, like Madonna, Ida, Jenna suits, I mean, it's mm. no thinker. Mm-hmm. And then when you open the door and you greet people into your home or you're with your loved one, you know, they, 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 they feel different because you look like you are presenting the best version of yourself Absolutely. And I, I mean, that just was, it was telling to me yesterday. It was so productive. I mean, just, it was, it was very, very interesting. I told my husband, he didn't understand what I was talking. I mean, he really didn't. He was like, you look beautiful every day. I'm like, thank you. But if you think about it, you know, think about being organized mm-hmm. and that makes you productive. That feels good. That's right. That's right. Everything you do to give yourself that lift. Right. Enhances your life. It does. Yeah, and control what you can't control. That's true. That's so important. Trish, you have fabulous tools and brushes, um, wonderful tools and brushes. And 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 you really, that was a, a huge portion of your business that you found that. That's you, how I started my Something was missing, right? Makeup brushes. Mm-hmm. And tell us what was, like, what was missing? It was just not what, I mean, your brushes, I have... I have them all. We were the first brush company that sold to specialty stores that was truly high end and that each brush had a purpose. And by each brush having a purpose, it made makeup applications so much easier for people using it. Initially, I had professional makeup artists only coming to me. Then the people that I had been doing makeup on one of the brushes. But the key is if you simplify everything in your life so that it really works to enhance your life, you become happier. These five makeup brushes made makeup application easier. When we, you know, went into um, skincare and selling skincare, we only had simplicity in mind, effective skincare exfoliation, sun protection, ensuring that there were not unnecessary steps. And that's been my entire vision always. Makeup planner. Why did I come out with Mm. the makeup planner? Because I wanted everything in one place that you could easily get to what you were using. You know, today I was in the kitchen with Haley and she had her makeup planner out. It looks so pretty. Everything was in its place she didn't have to hunt for anything as we got onto a Zoom call. It just makes life easier when you have around you, you are a chef. And to be a good cook, not a chef, just a good cook, it's much easier when you simplify everything, right, Tiffany? Oh, my goodness. The tools, yes, yes. You have your basics and you simplify it and mainstream it for sure. Yes, absolutely. And you and I, that's what we teach. Mm-hmm. And that's what we sell. You know, you sell your cookbooks. You, you teach people how to simplify their lives to lead happier lives. My so-called 
Fabulous. <laughs> My so-called fabulous is what it's all about. It's all about my so-called fabulous. How do you get my so-called fabulous? By living your life a certain way. And it truly is about having an open mind, always looking for the possibility. Like you and I, we met via Instagram. You know, we could have never connected, but we did because we had our eyes wide open. That's true. You and I, when we really understood one piece of what we did well in business, we then went on to the next step and we kept everything very simple. And your daughter is an example of being at the next level at a very young age. That's right. Speak about that. I know. I know so much, so much living to do and so much, uh, so much experience in front of her and, and so many, many women. And I can't tell you how much I appreciate you friend for being on the show today. Oh, I I appreciate you. I so appreciate you. Um, I love your positivity. I love your tricks. Thank you for teaching me how to cook simply (laughs) and, um, thank you for, the positivity. I love when your friends get together on Instagram and you all get together and that you've been friends for so, so long. Longevity is so important. And, um, you know, my so-called fabulous is a very nice part of my day. I look forward to it. Well, thank you for spreading the joy. Thank you for spreading the positivity and sharing your pearls of wisdom. Well, and you You're much too. appreciated. And thank you for having me on your podcast. Absolutely. Truly a pleasure. Thank you for making us so beautiful and feel so great about ourselves. You. And you know what, Trish? I look forward thank to the you. day that I can just give you a hug. I'm going to come up to New York and well, see you. Well, I feel and- the same way. I definitely want you on another Trish and Tell because I think we have so much more to speak about. We certainly do. Thank friend. you. Tell everyone hello, your staff, and everyone, thank you so much for joining us today. It has been a glorious podcast today. And hey, we're trying to get up in that Apple and Spotify world. Rate and review us. Tell us what you want to hear. Follow us both, Trish at Trish McAvoy on Instagram and myself, Tiffany C. Blackman. And everyone, have a wonderful day and keep being fabulous. Fabulous.